Are we matchy? It's gray. I'm I did gray. shower. Oh, hey. Hey, everybody. Oh, didn't see you there. Sorry. We were just figuring out what our favorite snack was today. I learned a new snack from my friend Sasha. Shout out Sasha. Hey, Sasha. Hey, Sasha. Flamin' Hot Cheetos and salt and vinegar kettle chips blew my mind. Granted, I had been on a wine tour. I'm processing. I'd been on a wine tour all day, so that might have something to do with it. Wine tours make everything taste good. You know, who knew Arizona had such beautiful wine country? Uh, There's wine country in lots of places in the U.S. that you wouldn't expect. Like, I was stuck in... St. Louis one time, and I learned that there's some wine country there. There's or like wineries. I don't know if you would call it wine country, but I was I was surprised. Hi guests, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> well, we literally uh, pressed record in the middle of one of our normal conversations. We're here today celebrating our one year anniversary of the podcast. Happy anniversary, Erica! Happy anniversary! Oh my gosh, <laughs> this has been one of the funnest one year relationships I've ever had. And we've gotten to share our blossoming friendship live on air. Well, not live, but you know what I With mean like, on podcast. I don't know. This is our 51st, second, first episode, our one year anniversary. Something like that. Oh, I have the episode, the thing up. It'll be fifty episode 51. And I know in my life, I mean, if you look back to our first recordings, I had a way crappier microphone and now I have a fancy blue yeti so i have a headset things have changed and we're recording virtually now because we launched a podcast during a global pandemic i do miss sitting in the same room as you i know i was so nervous like in the beginning not nervous like anxious i was like anxious excited not knowing what would happen and now looking back it's like i just gotta jump in and do the thing and it always works out well at least i think it's working. i will say from a friend observation you have gained so much confidence over the last year like in yourself in your business in doing what we do it's just so cool it's been fun growing with you if you could see me right now listeners i'd be doing an awkward happy dance because lauren just gave me a compliment and i can take compliments now used to they used to make me uncomfortable and i like them so tell me more (laughs) yeah i mean we've We've done a few episodes where we talk about our growth. I did a whole episode this spring about how Mm -hmm. I've been using this as my personal life coaching. So I think we should recap some of our favorite episodes and kind of like a where are they now, but it's like, where are we now from a year ago? And throughout the month on our social media, we'll be doing a where are they now with our other episodes, with our other guests. So stay tuned for that. But Let's let's take a step back. Erica of August 2021. How do you feel about Erica of August 2020 now that we're a year after? Oh, she was so she was so full of hope. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm still full of hope, but it's a different kind of hope. My dreams and visions for the near future are probably absolutely nothing that they were at this time last year. And the biggest thing being that at this time last year, I was still in the mindset that I was quitting my day job and that my business was going to blow up overnight and become a multi-six-figure business. And neither of those things happened. 
<laughs> but it was all for the right reasons because a few months after that, that's when I got the call from my day job that they wanted me to stay on part-time. And I was like, okay, you know, having some income sounds nice and then I can play and be abundant in my business, which is what I'm doing. And now it's looking like I might stay on part-time with my day job company next year as well. So I've gone from this these feelings of desperation of like, I have to make my business work or else I will be a failure or else all everyone else will think I'm a failure because I've already said I'm going to do all these things. And now I'm like, eh, you know what? I like, I like the way things feel now because I have some security financially, although I know I create my own security in finance, but you know what I mean? Like it's nice to have the familiarity of my day job, but then also getting to just continue to grow and evolve in my business because really my business is a reflection of myself. And like you said, there's been so much growth. So now it's just, I think the biggest thing is I have less expectations around what's going to happen and I'm more just here for the ride. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow and see what's going to happen instead of trying to control what's going to happen tomorrow. You are you know what I mean? much more chill than you were a year ago. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I fixed my gut. Yeah, people, if you haven't worked with me to heal your gut and rebalance your gut microbiome, then you need to call me because we talked about this the last time, so I won't go into it. You can go back and listen to our check-in from a month ago. But I rebalanced my gut because I had clostridia overgrowth, which was for me the final root cause piece that was fueling my anxiety. And within two weeks, I was like, and granted, this won't necessarily be the results for everyone. That was a result of a long time of healing. And that was kind of the icing on the cake. But yeah, that was a huge piece. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I'm like, I can like, you know, hang and be present. I think most of the time, the big like the thing that I felt when you're saying all of this is that, oh, you know, we had this whole big idea about what it would be. I had, I have literally launched like five businesses in the last year since our first episode. Many of them were just like, so I could learn something. They weren't actually meant to be sustainable. But I've realized as you're saying that, that the abundance that we've been seeking requires slow growth. Yes. Because we're looking for sustainability. We're not looking for like overnight success because overnight success is actually not sustainable. It's a flash in right. the pan. And then you have to like learn how to maintain overnight success versus growing and changing with your quote unquote success. I don't know. I am doing yeah. my next solo episode after this comes out is about like the six figure entrepreneur myth. I'm that, excited to listen to that one. That totally hits on on that. It's like, we're trained and told and thought and messaged like it's going to happen if you do these things. I'm like, it's all a lie. Yeah. Like, don't buy into that. It's all marketing. Everything's marketing. That's everything, which makes one everything of my feel big icky. soapboxes. <laughs> everything is marketing. Well, that's what I'm struggling with the most in my business because I, when I started to understand what was required to really take my business to that level that I wanted so badly right away, it would require me to go against what felt good and get like follow the marketing rules and, you know, show up a certain amount of time and post a certain amount of time and blah, blah, blah. And as a man manifester, as we know, I need to be able to have the freedom to follow my urges and inspiration when they arrive. And 
especially this year, it's starting to be more consistent, you know, and I know that won't last forever, but there were probably six months, February and on, where I was just like, there is no inspiration. I feel dead inside. What do I do? (laughs) And, you know, we'll get to this when we talk about human design, but you were a big help in just reminding me, like, just trust that the inspiration will come. Let yourself rest because you need to. And but anyway, the point of all of that is the the marketing stuff is like I I bought into, oh, I have to do it this way or else I won't be a success. And now it's like, oh, I'm a I'm an abundant queen and I get to make my own rules. And now it's just allowed me to have more fun. Like I'm I'm doing my first master class that will already have happened by the time this episode comes out. But I was so worried. I was like, what if no one shows up? And now I'm like, you know what? I love teaching. And if three people show up, then I will teach the crap out of them and tell them something new. And that's, you know, what brings me joy. So only because I know it was one of our mutual, like absolute favorite life shifting episodes with Katie Irving, Irvine, Katie Irvine. Sort of spiritual. Sort of spiritual on Instagram. She actually just launched her own podcast, which is mm-hmm. I listened to it. Awesome. Okay. I did too. I listened to it on the plane the other day. It it changed our lives. Like she's she was one of those episodes. And it was even before we recorded. Like we kind of dove into her content. And I'm constantly sending her stuff to people. And I'm constant we sat in the pool with my business partner and his wife. We just got back from Arizona one night for like two and a half hours. And I was just like laying down some human design knowledge on them and it's just like it's so fun and it has changed my whole life and you and I have kind of like like built our relationship now about around what we've learned about each other and all of that so if you are listening and you have no idea what we're talking about go listen to the episode with Katie Irvine and we'll I'm sure do a look back with her because she's grown so much in the time since we talked to her at the beginning of the year but Human design has changed. Episode 39. Episode 39. She's changed our lives. Yeah. I'm going to share, not that anyone asked, but I'm going to share my favorite thing that human design has done for me in this relationship and also in this business relationship. So this is for anyone out there who wants to start a collaboration or partnership but is worried as I was about how do you make it work because in the past – you know, you operate in one way and then you meet people and you kind of, before you start to build awareness, you kind of like, oh, they should operate the same way I do. And then when they don't, you butt heads. And this could be in a friendship with family, in a business relationship, in a friendship, whatever. I already said that. But and even though like being a coach, I think I had the ability to sit back and listen and and understand how people work. But human design was like the next layer that I was like, oh, it, it gives language to maybe what I was feeling but not quite understanding. So for example, as a manifester, it's like you get an idea and you just do it. And that's always been my life. I've always gotten that feedback. People say, wow, you've done so much. You like I've always been complimented on projects I start or when I just decided to move to Denver and I just put all these things in place that helped me get here. And so sometimes, especially in friendship, I'm always the I'm usually the one that's reaching out and initiating like, hey, let's hang out or getting people together. 
And in the past, I would just be like, well, I'm not going to take it personally that no one reaches out to me. And that's obviously an exaggeration. It's not that no one does. But it felt like I was putting out way more than I was getting back. And now understanding my human design and Lauren, it's from something you said once because I will get these ideas and I'll just like text bomb Lauren like, and then we should do this and then let's do this and then that and then that. And then after I have this like moment of guilt, I'm like, I shouldn't have texted her all that stuff. And Lauren was like... And you were like, no, it's so fun for me because it gives me things to respond to as a generator. And I was like, and so, <laughs> so it was, that was a light bulb moment for me because I was like, now I definitely don't feel bad when I'm the one initiating plans with people or, st- or just like sending out my like ideas as they come out kind of as a word vomit. Because as you also told me once, you're like, everyone else is just here to respond, like waiting for you to initiate something. And I'm like, oh, it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, that I literally get that. You're the only person that can inform. So like projectors wait for invitations. Generators and mangens wait for something to respond to. Reflectors have to wait a lunar cycle to respond to anything. Yeah. So like we need generators in our lives. My business partner is a manifesting generator and his wife is a generator. So I was always like, I now understand why I'm so drawn to them and I'm waiting for them to like give me options so I can respond to them. I'm not the one who's supposed to come up with the ideas. I'm the one who makes shit happen. Right. And now I'm in a relationship with another generator and I feel so seen. It's Mm -hmm. like, uh, I finally understand why it didn't really like quite align, even in friendships. Like all of my, I've read the design of all of my friends and all of my family members and it's made my relationship so much richer Mm -hmm. because I can speak to them in a way that their design responds and I can offer them ways to speak to me like if you give me too many options this is why I hate grocery shopping there's too many choices <sighs> like I need a I need a yes or no or a this or that and you're so good at that with me now but like it's it's nice to be able to t- to like teach people how to love me versus like yes waiting for them to give it a shot and being like, they don't understand me. And I didn't understand <laughs> myself either. So thank you, Katie, for literally changing our entire lives, <laughs> our entire yeah. perspective of the world. We yeah. even like uh, Adam and I parented by design this summer. Like I ran the design of his kids when we had them over the summer. And that was a really cool experiment that totally worked and was very fulfilling. So we don't need we, we could spend a whole episode talking yeah, about how Katie could. shifted our world. But Listener, I invite you to get curious and certainly you can you can message me. I've spent probably a hundred hours reading about it now. It's it's one of my current hyper focus mm-hmm. obsessions. Well, current. It's been since like January. So we're going on nine months of it. Yeah. I love talking yeah. about it. Absolutely. Obviously. Who else stands out as you know, favorite. one of my favorite guests is Carl Sona. And he was one of our first guests and his story and his evolution. And like, if you haven't listened to his episode, it was in one of our very first. It was in September last year, I think. He has since launched another business. He has his own podcast. His evolution. Oh, episode five. His evolution has been remarkable. And I mean, he doesn't even know that we're mentioning him. I'll I'll reach out to him because I would love to do like a where is he now kind of catch up with him on our social media. But I met him through the mm-hmm. body mantra event that you were the moderator on a panel and his girlfriend was on the panel. And it was like this really cool universal alignment. 
but his story and his journey is super cool. I just really enjoy him and his his even his content most recently it's really it's just cool watching people grow. I I keep saying cool but I can't think of another word right now. But he's one of my favorite episodes. It is. What was your favorite? What about what about your episode with Adam? Yeah. Thinking back to that where you were then and where you are now. So Adam is my now fiance. We were dating when we did an episode on modern divorce in february right around valentine's day since then he has closed his law firm and transitioned into mediation which is really cool and he did touch on that a little bit in the episode and we're engaged now and that's one of the businesses i started that's actually turning into something integrative divorce group and i've talked about that in our most recent update episode but that yeah that's a big that's a big changer too and all of it is so relevant still. And that episode really informed he and I coming up with that whole business because we realized what a need and um, kind of gap in the market there was in, I guess, divorce as a market, which is kind of strange, but also real. We got so much feedback and support on that episode. Mm-hmm. We even sourced a few other guests from the feedback from that episode. Shout out to Alicia who was also a guest, but I connected with her a lot. She had a lot of feedback on that episode. And Rick, one of our, like, number one fans. Hi, Rick. Yeah. We love you, Rick. (laughs) He also connected with that and has been an awesome, huge supporter Mm -hmm. of Integrative Divorce Group as well. So this has just been such a, I mean, wild ride. This whole podcast has totally expanded our universe. Totally and completely. I feel like also I continue to get people who reach out to me about Dr. Katie Woodley's episode about natural pet or holistic pet parenting. In fact, my neighbor, Christine, hello, Christine, she sends me pictures of all the, she now cooks all of her food for her dogs. She even made them dehydrated chicken jerky from leftover chicken the other day and she's like I'm taking it to a whole nother level and I'm just like do her thing so I feel like I know I Dr. Katie I think is just so magical in the way that she educates and shares information and we love our pets so much and there's so much we can do for them to make them feel better I know I've said that episode to so many people yeah, they wish and we wish our animals would live longer. Oh, I wish there was something I could do. Well, feed them real food instead of a lifetime of processed food, you know? Amen. Yeah. Another episode that I share a lot is with Amy Toyama when we talked about mm. taxes and money for small businesses. I've I've probably shared that episode 10 times since it came out in like April. That was a really big one. She is still my tax accountant. I still like to blow her mind with all of my business ideas. But that's a big, that was a big one. Mm -hmm. It was fun to realize how much I do know and how much my skills have improved since I have been doing a lot of the finance and bookkeeping for all the different investor funds and stuff that I do. That was one of those like aha moments where I was like, oh, I'm actually good at this. Like I do know what I'm talking about. Yeah, on the level of knowing anything and knowing a lot, I'm negative 48 and you're like 1,366. So 
I'm still learning. And that episode was very beneficial for me as a small business owner. Well, I'm also realizing as I'm approaching a new, another big transition that I've spent my entire now 16 year career in business getting to this moment in time where I'm like, oh, I've spent all this time having all these businesses that have failed or succeeded, depending on what your measure of that is, to get to this next big opportunity that I would not have been qualified for even five years ago. So it's taken me yeah. 30, almost eight years to get to this point. And I shouldn't, we shouldn't discount all of that. Like the time frame that we look at things as far as like success or failure, which failure is not a thing, is right. so, it's, it really undercuts what we've been through to get to where we are. Yeah. And I would say that our practice of surrender last year was very beneficial for both of us because now we have the ability to be unattached to how things play out because as we all know, sometimes you can be so focused on how things are supposed to turn out or how you want them to look, but all along, that's not what's meant for you. So if you're too focused on that thing and not just surrendering to the process or allowing what needs to unfold, unfold, then you kind of miss. It's like tunnel vision. You miss some another journey or another offshoot of the of the journey that you wouldn't have seen if you weren't so focused on that one thing. So it's like the ability to just sit back and trust and trust that things are happening. That's that's where I am right now, where I keep on saying I feel like there's momentum building finally and everything feels really good and aligned and that's all I know. And I feel like at some point there's just going to be like a really great like opportunity or something's just going to present itself that was like, okay, this is why I had to take a step back, rest more, do less, trust more. And then all of a sudden it just, you know, it's like, oh, it becomes clear. Yeah, a year ago, Lauren – had just learned the concept of surrender and I've spent a year surrendering and waiting, waiting. That's something that I learned from my plant addiction that has blossomed over the last year. I went from like three plants Mm. to 30 plants in a year. (laughs) We have an episode coming out soon with my plant lady, but surrendering and waiting. I learned that from you and then I practiced it with plants and the everything that I was waiting for that required surrender has turned out like infinitely better than I could have ever imagined for myself. I would have never imagined that we did everything we did with the podcast this year. I can't even believe that we had 51 episodes. This is the most consistent I've ever been with a new project. And that's a lot of that has to do with you and your manifestorness. I was going to say. You drove this train, sis. My obsessive. <laughs> Well, and that and that's also within the business and collaboration relationship is it's like logistics details and just yeah, putting into motion is my thing. And then there's certain things that require consistent energy that I don't have the capability for. Like just with the website, if you weren't doing that, I there's no way I would sit down and work on Which that. Which is my favorite thing because I'm like I don't have to talk to anybody. I can just sit down once a week and do it. It's just become like a routine. And I think it's also our mutual love of spreadsheets. Yeah. Well, and just the like, we do love, it just keeps things. I'm looking at our our schedule spreadsheet right now. Just in my It makes me it. feel so accomplished that we have that huge list and we're so, I mean, we're we schedule out we record like weeks in advance. We're so prepared. I'm just so proud. Otherwise this is like the most, this is the most successful project I've ever been a part of in my mind. 
Mm. It's and it all happened on a whim. Kind of. I, I was supposed to be a guest and then I ended up being your co-host. Well, yeah, and I guess we can't we can't not mention Andy, our guest Andy. from episode 40 who is the real the real reason that things kind of went he's, got he's into the motion. real wizard of oz behind all of this real wizard of oz yeah he we talked about the power of video and storytelling on his episode but he's the owner of the production company that we use that's another reason why this has continued to go is that we invested in support for the back end stuff because both of us were like we're not going to figure out how to publish a podcast <laughs> i still don't know and i don't really want to know so we just show up to our recording studio make magic happen and then Jesse and Andy's team on the back end they make the the other part of the magic happen. I honestly didn't realize how much goes into making a podcast till we had Jocelyn on. Mm. Jocelyn mm-hmm. Diaz, she started and now helps other people start podcasts. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is a lot of work." I mean, it feels like a lot of work on our side too. I mean, it's not doesn't feel like it all the time, but like so much goes into the success of it on the like the social media and digital side. We ha- we do edit some of our own content and stuff like that, but super grateful for Daydreamer Network. If you're considering or curious about podcasting, I highly recommend if you're able to invest in a production team. It is a huge advantage as far as like the potential success of your podcast. Yeah. yeah. If, if you want to start a podcast and it's more just a fun project for yourself because you feel like you want to share a story or talk to people and maybe you're like, I don't really want to invest. Fine. But if you have the dream of your podcast becoming a business or getting sponsorships eventually and and supporting you in that way, then invest in a production company from the beginning because the the number one thing I hear from new listeners, like new friends that I tell about the podcast and then they actually listen, they always say, you know, I wasn't expecting much because it's a local podcast, but you the sound quality is awesome and everyone always compliments us on that. And that is Jesse and Andy and team because, I mean, now we have really good microphones, which helps, but they go in on the back end and make us sound awesome. So if you want your podcast to stand out because, you know, we weren't the only ones to start a pod- podcast during the pandemic. <laughs> Everyone and their mom did and maybe their cat. So it's sat- the, ma- the market is saturated not to discourage you. Oh, my goodness. Words. Not to discourage you from starting, but if you're going to do it, then you need your quality to be up there to stand out. So invest. I will add to that that I disagree that the market Mm. is saturated because don't rely on the numbers to validate the importance of your voice. I'll say that because like nobody else is us. Nobody else has our perspective, curiosity, et cetera, experience. So if you feel like you have something to say, go for it. It's the consistency of promoting it and not relying on the numbers to validate you. Because we've learned now that we have some analytics because we've been doing it for almost a year, that some of our highest performing episodes are months old because people find them when they're searching for something or a topic or they find Katie or Carl or whoever on Instagram at whatever point and they go and try to listen to all the places they've appeared like don't get tied to the analytics sure I just meant that I mean you can't deny that there was an influx of oh for sure I'm just saying don't cast over the don't let that year. discourage you from ha- like doing this like 
Right. And yeah, it's like if it, depending on your goal of it, if it's just a fun project, fine. You don't have you can you can listen to Jocelyn's episode and figure out how to start on your own. But I'm just saying to encourage people, hey, make it sound really awesome and invest in some support because there are know your goals. Podcasts. Why are you <laughs> podcasting? Yeah, because <laughs> we went into this thinking Ultimately, we want to create a community and we would like this to be a revenue stream for us. Like, mm-hmm. that's why we decided to like go all in and we've self-funded this. We'll be yes. transparent. Like we have self-funded this the whole time. Currently seeking sponsors. We have our first sponsored episode coming up, but it took us a year to get there, which is actually not that long. And we've learned a lot and grown a lot in that time frame. But yes, if you're thinking about podcasting, know why you want to do it. Know your why. That's a consistent yeah, thing. That's great um, that you'll it. see in any. I'll call this an entrepreneurial venture. Yeah. Um, know your why. Yeah. Know your why, and know that can change. It can totally change. Yes. It can grow with you. None of yeah, this is. Don't be attached. Nothing is stationary. Nothing is static. Nothing happens in a vacuum. <sighs> what are? Do you have any other favorite episodes? I mean, I feel like I always take something from every episode. I'm excited about our upcoming episodes. Should we name drop a few people we're going to be interviewing next month? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I have the list in front of me, so I'll just – I'll name drop and then show me the face you make when you think about them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're interviewing Michael Jordan tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> not that one. Not that one. And not the one I dated in my 20s either. This is and not the one who was in Black Panther and so many of my favorite That's movies. Right. That's Michael B. <laughs> we Jordan. Found a <laughs> also really love him. You know, Michael Jordan is awesome. He's based in Denver. He's 29 and he already ha- owns, has started and grown like four or five different companies. So we're going to learn from him how anyone can become an entrepreneur. So Yes, I love this. That I'm one's so coming excited. up the week after this one. Oh, and then the the next guest after that, I know we're both excited for, Brooke Nielsen. She is a therapist who works or specializes in working with highly sensitive people. So we are Which excited. Which we both are. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you that don't know, the highly sensitive person trait is an actual personality trait that 20% of the population has. And the the scientific name, the real name, whatever, is sensory processing sensitivity. So that's all I'll say for now. But Tune in to episode 53 if that just resonated with you in any way. And we already mentioned the Denver plant lady. Ah, so excited. I know I've talked about her a lot. And she's been following me as I went through my Arizona journey. I just got back yesterday from a 10-day trip. And I cannot tell you how, like, ridiculously excited I got over all the cactuses that I I got to see in my life. It was kind of silly. I was... I annoyed myself with how excited oh, I got on all so the cactuses. Good. And Steph is another <laughs> super listener. She's such a great supporter. Yes. Hi, you. Steph. One of my favorite episodes that I haven't mentioned in any of our recaps is with Chelsea Gross. And I think one of the reasons I haven't talked about it much, I think I did mention it in my like life coach, my self-life coaching episode, was that it really like challenged me in a way that I wasn't prepared for because I, I had that. not I had not confronted my disordered eating yet and I still think about that episode when something is triggered for me it happened even last week and I 
I went back and like thought about it and I took what I learned from that episode and following her social media and then everything I've learned working with you in as as my coach and all the functional labs we've run. It's just a really interesting journey that she started and I was so like defiant even when we were in that in that recording like I was so uncomfortable and I was being a real little bitch about it over in my own little head like ugh, whatever she's just whatever and you made comments to me after and I was just like oh well because I was already I had already finished my process working with her so I had broke through all that stuff so I was just like oh my god tell the whole like the whole world needs to know so that's that's so interesting this is that me coming clean realize. that like yeah, yeah. <laughs> She was one of the, like, a lot of us that have had journeys with any kind of, like, addiction or certainly eating disorders, like, there's there's usually some point where we get information or somebody comes into our lives or some, like, event happens to us where we're like, okay, I need this. It's time for me to deal with this. And that episode was mine. So thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, Chelsea. But, like, I... Ugh. I was I pushed against that so hard and it took me months to digest everything that came up. And it's part of what triggered me to be ready to work with you because I also had to continue to get deeper and confront a lot of my food relationship mm-hmm. to to allow myself to even do a food sensitivity test. Cause I was like, okay, I'm gonna get this information, this data. And I I never argue with science. That's just one of my like baseline beliefs. That was a big episode shift for me and the episode with Joe Buckner. Wait, can I say something about Chelsea real quick? Because just talking about where we are now, as far as where I am now with food versus where I was a year ago or at the beginning, because the beginning of the pandemic, that's when I stopped traveling and then I stayed home and I got, I was like, oh, I'm going to be so healthy and I can eat what I want and work out what I want. And then I completely ran myself into the ground. I triggered an autoimmune flare up. And that's at one point I was like, oh, I guess I do still have an eating disorder. And that's what prompted me to start working with Chelsea. And she just like, I mean, we, I transformed so much from that. And I was just thinking the other day, actually, I found an old journal. Journal. I was cleaning out my closet and I found this journal. I was like, oh, it's almost done. And I don't typically keep my journals. I just kind of like when they're done, I, it's cathartic and I throw them away. But for whatever reason, I opened the pages and I realized, like I'd been reading some some entries I made around food before the pandemic. And in the past, all my anxiety was tied to that. And I was just, I was a slave. I mean, that's probably not the right word to use, but like I was just, I was so obsessed with what am I going to eat? When am I going to eat? Um, Can I have this food in the house? And I was just thinking the other day how I just bought like two giant boxes of crackers at the store and like I constantly have desserts or whatever. And I just forget that it's there. And in the past, if I brought any, if I brought something home from the grocery store, I'd like binge it in the car on the way home. And now I'm just like, I my days were managed by when I would eat next and what I would eat next. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I should probably eat now. Like not in a way that I'm forgetting to take care of myself, but I just am not – like I can't even explain how much I, totally, I am different in totally that sense. Like Or just eating out, like being able to go out to a restaurant and just eat what I need and then stop because I've never trusted myself around food because I would spend so much energy just worrying that I would – 
eat like I have to eat all the cake so then it won't be there and I don't then I won't be tempted to eat it and now I'm just like oh I'll just have like a bite or two I mean or maybe sometimes I want more but but yeah so Chelsea Gross anyone dealing with issues around specifically binge eating which was my specialty which is why I was so triggered by the episode yeah just restriction and binge eating. yes yeah. so go follow yeah restriction binge eating and then like over exercising as well go follow her and if the opportunity arises that you can work with her it's worth every freaking penny okay now i'm done yeah i mean i've even i've shared this on my socials kind of out of context i'm realizing now <laughs> i've like re established a healthy relationship with some of my quote no-no foods mm. like I enjoy a Diet Dr. Pepper whenever I feel like it, but I'm not drinking like a 12 pack in three days or sweets or eating out or carbs in general. Like I was avoiding entire food groups and now I can eat French fries whenever I want because I just eat them till I'm satisfied. I know what satisfied is now. So I don't know. It's just, I just can't, I, I can believe, but I'm just overwhelmed sometimes when I think about how much everything I've learned from this podcast has shifted literally every aspect of my life but I did mention Joe Buckner earlier because I still follow him very closely and his episode on abundance I I even think about him on a regular basis because his story and his words in that episode felt like a message from the universe he is just such a gift if you have not followed him He's a gift to this world and I've had more I've had a lot of people also mention him in his episode as like a big turning point or like a shift for them. And he he hit both of us in moments where like I wasn't even prepared for that episode and I was leading it and mm-hmm. I was not in a mindset for it and I was just kind of like meh, I was stuck in a funk and he just yanked me out of it. It's like God was like, Nope, yoink, we're gonna do this now. So yeah. There's people like that. Even I when you're agree. not ready for them, they'll show up. Just they'll show up. Yes. Oh, I love it. Well, let's see. We're coming up on 40 minutes. What's it how should we close this episode? What should we what should we leave the people with? Let's talk about our vision for our second okay. year. What are we how are we gonna go forward? What do we wanna do? Well, we are going to continue to bring you really awesome guests who have really potent messages in all kinds of areas of life. And we're also going to practice what we preach and give ourselves some space to not get burnt out on the podcast. So like we're going to take next summer off from episodes. So we'll go through June or whatever, right? And then Yeah, so we're we're closing the first year. That'll be season one. Mm-hmm. We'll start season two with this episode and season three will start in the fall again. So we're going to actually like do what we say. We're going to rest. Erica taught rest. me how to rest. Because at some point it never gets like it's still exciting and I get excited for all of our conversations. We have a bunch coming up in the next few weeks so we can take October off too. at least recording. We'll still have episodes coming out. But there was a point where I felt it was starting to feel forced. I was like, ugh, I have to schedule a guest. I have to post on the Instagram. And that's when that's the sign for me that it's like, okay, we need to either create some space to fall in love again with the process. But that's where 
that's where we're so aligned as business partners because we're both like, yeah, it doesn't have to be like go, go, go all the time. Yeah. And we want to allow us the space to rest in the conversation too, because these conversations take an enormous amount of energy for us. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just the recording. It's we record our intros separately and we write all of our own content and we're doing social media and the website. We did a special event last year, which we would love to do more of, but we need space to do that in the midst of all the other stuff we do. So we're trying to make this like a real authentic experience for us and our listeners. So we're, again, like you said, practicing what we preach, but we'll be able to do, I think we'll be able to do more with our new schedule that we're going to implement going forward. Yeah. We would love to have more listener engagement as far as like guests or ideas or what you're curious about. So we'll be offering some more of that on our social media. Yeah. And let us know. I know I've said this many times before, but I get ex- I get so excited when people text me and they're like, I just listened to this episode and I really enjoyed it because usually I had no idea that that person was even listening. You know, pe- the people like the Ricks and the Alanas and my friend Chelsea tells me she listened, you know, like certain people. But otherwise, if you're listening and you've never told us you've listened, like, I mean, we still appreciate you and you don't have to tell us you listen, but I don't know. It just, it just makes us, it gives us the fuel to keep going because we know that people are listening and enjoying and that they want more. So just. And special shout out to Heaven Waits because mm-hmm. she is a huge supporter yes. and girl, I'm glad you're feeling better, mm-hmm. but she also shout out, shout out. Yeah. Your cookies look delicious. I love your cake video. I'm like, I, I could watch cakes being iced and cookies being iced all day oh, long. It's so one of my favorite zone out videos, especially when I'm a little yeah. bit stoned here for that. Yes. Yeah. So we love you listeners. I guess that's kind of the, oh, are we going to reveal a little bit any more of like the extra content that we're going to put out next year? Yeah. <laughs> We've been thinking about doing YouTube we do video record our recordings like in the um, platform that we use. YouTube, we've talked about Patreon. We're just not really sure what the people want. Maybe we need to ask ask people. Yeah. So if you have any... And we're not going to do too much too soon. No, but like we understand that podcasts, have, podcasts grow when you expand your network. So do people watch you po- watch podcasts on YouTube? I do. Not very many, but there's a few that I watch. So let us, know. Let, us know yeah, let us know in the comments curious. on this episode on Instagram or on our website. There are comments available on our website or send us a message. But we're yeah. curious what, what the people want. Tell us what you want, what you really, really want. Yes. All right. I think that was a, that was a nice conversation. I love you. Love you too. This has been such a cool journey. I love it. Can't wait for the next yeah. year. Can't wait. We'll see where we are a year from now. Who knows? Who knows? Well, thanks for listening, peoples, and keep staying curious with us. We really appreciate you. Yes. Stay curious. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a Positive Vibes Only platform. 
If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.